Welcome to Snatch Season 3. This season, Umar and I will be diving into the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Umar, can you believe it's Season 3 already? I mean, 3 is the magic number, and I'm feeling magical. I love it. Let's fire away. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go for it. Let's on this week's very special episode, we will be previewing the third season of RuPaul's Drag Race UK by discussing the 12 incredible queens that will be sashaying into that workroom. And we will be including snippets from my interviews with them from our Amplify cover, which you can read at gaytimes.co.uk. I'm really excited. I feel like we've hit the gold rush rhythm, whatever you want to call it, I think. UK Drag Race 2 was phenom, All Star 6 is phenom, and I'm ready for this to be phenom. Phenom. Are you ready for it to be phenom? Oh, do I sound quite <laughs> posh? <laughs> I'm not posh. No, I'm excited, and I'm excited to hear 12 incredible snippets of 12 incredible interviews yeah. by one incredible associate editor extraordinaire, Sam Oh my god, Uma, the way you just intro me that was phenom. It was so good. It was so phenom. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Right, cut the cameras, dead ass. Get straight into it. Hit me with the first queen. Hit it. Oh, I do want to say to just listeners out there, this is only going to be like a little snippet of each queen, okay? I'm not going to give you the full fantasy, all right? This is just a preview. You're going to have to go on the dot com for that. Yeah, you're going to have to go on to gaytimes.co.uk for my exclusive interview with them. <laughs> I've got to plug something, you know. Let's fire away with Anubis, okay? So Anubis is the 19-year-old Egyptian queen of the season. 19? Yes, she's 90 years old. She's 90 the, she's, no, she's, she's not. She's the oldest queen in Drag Race history. Um, well, how, yeah. no, how old is she really? <laughs> she is 19, one nine, as in she's not, she's still a teenager. Anubis. Anubis, yeah. I'm not... Okay, oh, also, listeners, I'm green. Like, I have no idea about anything. I've just seen visuals. So we're going to educate ourselves together. Okay, Anubis. Okay. Yeah, she's we one, love of, that. She's one of the queen. youngest ever queens, along with Scaredy Cat and Crystal Versace, who we'll get to later. Oh, wow. So, yeah, Anubis is 19. She is from Brighton. She loves doing gymnastic heavy routines, so we can expect some good lip syncs from her. Would you sound like Stella um, Black right now? I sound like Stella Black. Yeah. You're like, this is Anubis. <laughs> they are 19. They like gymnastics, slow walks on the beach. <laughs> give me, a, um, give me no, a dating show, someone. I can do, do this. It. Oh, I feel like that's interesting. I think we know from past experiences, like the Aquaria effect, young queens do pull out the glamour, the makeup. It's a whole new breed of drugs. So that'd be really exciting to see. Yeah. And Anubis actually is one of the funniest queens I've ever spoken to in my life. Honest to God. Yeah, she's just very self-aware. So I'm going to play you a little snippet of what she had to say to me. You better. About her age and what she's going to bring to the show. And we're going to talk about that, yeah? Cute. Yeah, you ready? Okay. Bye, buddy. The impact I'd like to leave from doing Drag Race is the fact that you can be as young as you bloody like or as old as you bloody like or as middle-aged as you bloody like. Mm -hmm. And still love drag, love performing, and be good at it. I don't think age should define drag. I don't think age should define anything. I think if you have a dream and you want to go for it, mm -hmm. bloody do it. Do you know what I mean? Don't let anyone tell you differently. For me, being young is sometimes a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. But majoritively, I quite like it because mm -hmm. it makes people underestimate me sometimes. Because I think that because I'm young, you know, I, I won't know what I'm doing or I don't really have a skill. I might just be a look. 
But I've been performing my entire life, mm -hmm. you know, and I've been in the music industry since I was 13. I've done theatre stuff all my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm not totally inexperienced, which I think is a common misconception because of my age. But yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. I'm so ready. Yeah. So, so ready. Right, yep, so that was Anuba. She wants to prove that at 19 years old, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Do you like that quote from her? Do you think that age shouldn't be a factor when it comes to drag? Okay, I do like that because I don't believe age is a factor. However, I'm kind of gagged because Anuba sounds very mature, very ahead of her years. And her drag, from what I've seen in the promo shot, is very mature as well. So... I'm intrigued of what the f <laughs> You're intrigued. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I feel like I'm intrigued. I want to see versatility. I want to see... It's great that age is not a number, but I want to see some fresh, young energy. And the youth is the future, and they are meant to reinvent the will. So that's what I want. Yeah. And do you know what? She is determined. She told me she wants to get an EGOT at some point in her life. An EGOT? Who died and made her whoopee gold? But I know, exactly. So do you know what? I think we've got some fun things to expect from a new She's like... A 40-year-old soul in a 19-year-old's body. Yeah. I don't think she'll be offended at me saying that. She, I think she's very... Also, come on, Egyptian heritage. Yes, we need some Egyptian flair up in this gig. We need it. Yeah. We need it. Come on, girl. Okay. I'm rooting for Anubis. Let's go on to our next queen, the lovely Charity Case, who we all know in London. Charity is like a national treasure. Uh, like, we all know Charity's drag, right? I am so excited for Charity Case. I think out of everyone, obviously they do have quite a following going into the competition, but I've loved Charity for a while. You actually put me on to her a couple of months ago and I did some internet stalking and, like, her Vogue tutorials, her, what is it, 100 Days of Drag Challenge... I think we've never seen a queen like this. No, that's the thing. When I said to her, I was like, look, the only queen I can ever compare to you to in Drag Race history is probably Sharon Needles. But then I even said, well, look, you can't even do that because Sharon was like entry-level horror. Charity Case is like full-blown, like hereditary type monster yeah. shit, like levels. Well, not hereditary. I don't think there's a monster like... But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hereditary is terrifying. Sharon is just like a 12A. Yeah, like Sharon's entry look with the... Halloween hat, which he had. I think what I love about Charity Case's drag is it has no filter. Like, it will disturb you. It's going to put banana skins on the face. It's going to be twisted and gory, but it's still so elevated and finessed. And I'm just so excited. And I also, I love, okay, I'm like, am I. Am I going stand go crazy over Charity Case? <laughs> Do it. Um, but I just love her voice as well. So soothing. Oh, and I've done some research on her and I think her story and her overcoming HIV and AIDS and the stigma and the, and the anxiety attached to that, her kind of overcoming that and putting it into her art, her art form, love to see it. And I'm just so excited. And I'm actually really intrigued how RuPaul's going to react to this. Yeah, well, I said to her, I was like, look, Charity, I, I couldn't help myself. I was like... We've seen over the years that when a queen has a different aesthetic, you know, they're a bit more bonkers, that the judges are going to ask you to do something different. So I said to her, I was like, Charity, did you expect that coming into the show? And she said this to me. All right, this is what she said. Get ready, listeners, get ready. 
I was prepared. I, you have to be prepared for that going mm. on the show. But, you know, like, look at me. You know, I'm very self-aware. I have got eyes and I'm not stupid. I know that my drag isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be for everyone, you know. Yeah. It's meant to be for me. It's mm-hmm. like I, I do this because I love it and it's my passion. And for all those people that also love it and they get a kick out of it, that is like just a bonus to me, mm-hmm. you know. So I wasn't expecting to be like loved by everybody on the show or loved by all of the judges or even loved by RuPaul, for example. Mm-hmm. It was all just kind of like, I'll see how it goes and show them what I'm capable of. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I did. And I think I'm really excited for everyone to see like some of the looks that I mm-hmm. brought to that show because yeah. this is like half an hour sticking some paper on my ears. <laughs> that was like preparing for months, you yeah. know? So, yeah, my... My looks, I think, are going to be next level. That's really interesting. But I think, do you know what? I have confidence in charity because, like you said, Michelle Visage coming for the polka dots and coming for the grey hairs and being selective on who can be a repeat offender and who can't. Mm. I think charity cases track, even though it is out there, every look's so different. So different. So different. So polished. She really has... She said to me that every single one of her looks is inspired by, you know, like horror themed films and shows. She said she'd love to be on American Horror Story. You know, that's the kind of vibe Charity's going for. And I just think that each week on that motherfucking runway, Umar, she's going to pull out something. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I want to know the themes of the runway now, honey. Uh, I mean, if we thought Crystal putting a chainsaw to her uh, nether regions was going to be a shock, I no. think Charity's going to blow us not to go back to Sharon Needles, but you know when Sharon came out of the runway with the drool coming down? Yeah. That's uh, going to be That's going to be. That's just nothing. so basic now. Yeah. Compared to what I think Charity can deliver. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, next up is Theresa May. She describes herself as Newcastle's spiciest, meatiest, and silliest sausage. She's originally from Spain, and she loves incorporating puppets, live singing, a bit of dancing, projection, spoke word, and lip syncing and live performances. I mean, that's no biggie. She is the first immigrant queen of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season three, and she is determined to represent her country on the show. So here is what she said to me. Uma, are you ready to listen to this? I'm ready to eat a sausage. Okay, yeah. So, so I just want to bring, well, thankfully, in, in this year, we just got Drag Race Spain, which got mm. to showcase a lot of the, the Spanish drag. And I'm just excited to bring that. I'm excited to bring another another side of drag, the, the one that is inspired by culture, the one that is inspired by heritage, the one that is inspired by everything that the UK is, a mix of cultures and countries here. There are so many European immigrants in the UK. It was just about time that there was a little representation for us as well. You know what I mean? And, and I just want... I come from a very small town. In what is called Guadalajara, six thousand people, uh, and I just want for the little queer kids in there as well to realize that they can be whatever they want to be, even if it's a latex demon in a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can do whatever you want. You can get whatever you want to be. I think drag queens and uh, and people in the community uh, have been like the older ones, the ones that have fought for our rights today, we have so much to thank them for. And I think it's our responsibility as the youth of today to keep keep fighting for the rights so the people who comes behind has it easier in the future. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just excited if, if there's a, if there is one person, there's one little queer kid that gets inspired by me, all this is already worth it. Oh, Charitza May. Oh my God, she sounds 
spicy. Well, she is the spiciest, meatiest, silliest sausage of Newcastle. <laughs> she sounds spicy and also quite intelligent. And we love a queen that is aware of what they represent and the changes that need to be made. And I, like I said, I'm excited to see how Newcastle and Spain collide. Is that a paella mixed with a paella mash with a bit of gravy and mushy peas and uh, I don't know what else you get in Spain? A lemon, a lemon fanta? (laughs) No, I'm excited to see this fusion. Yeah. And do you know what? She, her drag is really exciting. She was sat there on the call dressed as like a red latex demon. <gasps> it was so fun. I'm really excited to see oh what God, drag she is. Not a red latex demon. Yeah, I was getting him vibes from the Powerpuff Girls. Like, Ooh. That's the thing. I feel like, obviously, I'm going into it a bit green. But I think a lot of these queens have the potential of pushing the looks, but also pushing the comedy. So I think that'd be exciting to say. Yeah. Right, I'm actually really excited to um, play this next clip from Electra Fence for you. Okay, so Electra Fence is from Lancashire. She's 29 years old. And she is inspired by Northern warrior women, such as Bette Lynch and Jane McDonald. Jane McDonald? Yep, and she is known for being a dancing motherfucker, okay? She does. She drops from the sky down in split. She bounces into a headstand. She spins around. She leaps onto the bar and she leaps off into the splits, okay? She does a hell of a lot, okay? But... I have to play this part of the clip for you because she basically told me how she got her drag name, Electra Fence, okay? And I was crying with laughter. Um, Are you you ready to listen? Okay. That was one of the most silliest things I've ever done. So, like, I was up north, I was walking my dog with me mate, and she had this fence in a garden. She was like, touch the fence, dude. So I was like... All right. And obviously, I didn't know the shot goes through. It'd be like five seconds or something. I don't know the technical, whatever. Right. And I was like, oh, I kept missing it. And then the next minute, I got shocked and I landed in cow, cow droppings. <laughs> and I was just covered in mud. My dog was somewhere running around a field. I was like, what is going on? And then obviously, it must have hit something in here because it created this. <laughs> but yeah, like that was probably the most... Silliest thing I've done. Don't try it at home, kids. Do not mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, I don't condone touching electric fences or mm-hmm. plug sockets or anything. But, yeah, it just it's changed my yeah. life. So if uh, Marvel <laughs> start writing a story about a superhero woman <laughs> in this touch fence and turned into this electricity woman, then we know where they've got it from. Do you know what I mean? Unless they want to do a partnership deal, I'm down for that. That's something you would do. Come on. Oh, girl. No, I would not. I, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a fun little story. I think with Electra fans, the only snippets I've seen of Electra is I think she's done a few drag brunches in London. And I've definitely seen her jumping from the heights and podiums, like you mentioned in your intro, where she's ready to, like, give you danger well she's gutsy enough to touch an electric fence so i think she she's gonna go there yeah and you know what her sense of humor is really funny just the way she talks i was oh a lancaster accent lancaster (laughs) do you think she's gonna shock the competition maybe maybe Maybe. i mean look at her promo look bloody hell she looks like she's gone through electric shock treatment do you mean that looks she told me she wants to be in the next marvel film so Questionable. <laughs> I'm excited to see Electra wow and glow the competition. I think she looks fab. Mm. And also, I like the fact that her promo look is quite punk. 
It's not glam. It's not pretty. It's giving me pink vibes. Pink, my yeah. favorite. Oh, it's very don't let me get married. <laughs> don't let me get them gals. It's very that. Yes. I know you're going to like this next queen because you have a thing for Dagenham. I, I don't know. Okay, so I'm from Barking and Ella it's from Dagenham and Barking and Dagenham is joint boroughs. So mm. I would have liked to, if it, no, to be honest, I wouldn't have liked to if it was Barking because if I go in that workroom, I would represent Barking for the first time. But Dagenham, <laughs> she's from Mien's Bay. You're She's from Mien's. Yes. So Ella Day is a 32-year-old entertainer who has um, been on several stages for Peter Pan, Fame, Wicked, Book of Mormon, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor, Dreamcoat. I mean, her CV is extensive and she... Describes herself as a yummy mummy, a bit garish, a bit classy, a bit Essexy, a bit sarcastic and dry. Yeah. I think the impact I'll bring is that you can literally embody all the things that Drag Race is. Like sing, dance, act, comedy, looks, everything. And I, I, don't, I think I embody all of those things. That sounds really confident, but mm-hmm. I think I embody all of those aspects. And also I'm self-taught. I taught myself everything. So like I kind of... I work hard, I play hard, and I perform really well. Viewers are in for, you know, a really camp season, really fun, Mm -hmm. emotional, you know, groundbreaking, got the first AFAB queen on. You know, we are literally testing new, no, we're pushing the boundaries of drag race, you know, that's not been done before. And I'm super proud of my whole cast, like, they're absolutely amazing. All right. Oh, she's she's got balls on that one, hasn't she? Yeah. I'm excited to see Ella with a musical theatre background. I think might come in handy because we know from Drag Race season two, Rats the Musical, that's going to be a, a big thing. EastEnders comedy challenge that was on the season before, that might come again. So I think if she can sing, dance, act, fashion the look house down cat slate of the boots then yeah she might go far she's been in the industry 14 years she's got a big cv she's a desperate housewife of dagenham i think we're in for a treat i mean snatch game come on i'm really excited but also i feel like she's a yummy mummy vibe i'm getting i'm getting tanya turner oh my god oh my god uma right on the call she looked exactly like Tanya Turner. And I literally said to her, I was like, look, I'm getting Tanya Turner vibes from this. That's so funny because I did not say that anything like that to you before. Well, she, holds she was not on a cigarette, but she had like, she was wearing pink. You know, she had the Tanya Turner kind of mm. like blonde. Oh my God, she looked gorgeous. I was getting, oh my yes. Oh my God, I can't believe I you said that. that. Oh we're, so, we're so quirky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm really excited to see Ella Vidae. Also, Ella, Ella Vidae, that's very... Dark in a minute. Like, hello, hello, babe. I'm having a hell of a day. Hello, hello love. Hello, um, day. So, I'm having a hell of a day. Yeah. Oh my God, that's going to be my new thing. So, I'm excited. Yeah. Right. I need you to meow now for me. Do a meow. 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 No. Meow. 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 My pussy's on fire. So stupid. Because we've got the kitty girl. (laughs) I just saw a scary movie where she's like, my pussy has gone crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what I wanted you to say to intro. Well, looking at Kitty Scott Coles, I think she's the type of girl who would say, my pussy's gone crazy. Probably. So Kitty, as you know, has ties to Cheryl Hole because she was in Gals Loud. 
the girls like tribute band. Oh. Yeah, she's a brummy. She calls herself the future of British drag. And she's absolutely motherfucking hilarious. Honest to God, could not stop pissing myself. We spoke about Snatch Game. And I think she is very eager to please. Um, she did a few impressions for me over the phone. I didn't know who some of these people were. You might know them because some of them are housewives or whatever. But who did she do? Um, well, let's just have a let's just oh, have a listen, shall we? Let's just listen. listen. Okay. I like doing Gemma Collins, obviously. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Nah, nah. <laughs> he's not said me again, actually. No, it's fact it. Um, Gemma, you silly. <laughs> not to say that. Um, oh, Nadine Coyle. Mm-hmm. Nadine Coyle, born fifteenth of the sixth from Lake Uh What did I say? So it's just them. Eighty-seven. I would be 13, 13, 13. I should be in school. I'm old. I'm, Mommy, have you seen my passport? I'm old. I'm old. Yesterday was getting an interview done. So, now eighty-seven or something. I'd be 13. I'm old. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, so I love the day. Oh, Silla Black. Oh, I know. Oh, oh. Surprise, surprise. Oh, what's your name and where did you come from? My friend Colour has lovely hair. And I also like Jane McDonald's Queen of the Seven Seas. I just love cruising, cruising the Mediterranean, uh, the, the Caribbean, Hampstead Heath. I love it all. Seaman, get in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya Bardsley, Real Housewives of Cheshire. No, no, Tanya, I'm Tanya. Shut it, big teeth. <laughs> Who else do I do? Oh, Esther D from Real Housewives of Cheshire. Mm-hmm. Stacey Seymour, come on, bitchy. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad about this girl. <laughs> okay, it wasn't like a, a US housewife then. So, do you know the UK housewife? I don't watch Cheshire. No, I don't know any of them. Okay. That Silla Black. I know. And Kenny. Nadine Coyle. Nadine, that's it for that's it for and do you know what the funny thing is? Nadine Coyle is actually on the Snatch Game panel this year. No, she's not. So imagine she does motherfucking Nadine Coyle. What? So she's one of the guest players? She's one of the <gasps> guest players, yeah. No, Nadine Coyle. Yeah. I'm gagged. I know. And how how funny was that? How Just how funny was that? Kate, like... That, honestly, I've not... Well, if that's just from an audio with no visual... <laughs> I mean, if she does get to Snatch Game, I think we're in for a treat. But also, I think she's... She's largely alive. She's bubbly. She's got the charisma, uniqueness, talent, nerve. I'm, I'm excited to see what Kitty brings out of the litter box. Yeah. She better do Nadine Coyle. Nadine Coyle in front of Nadine Coyle. Oh, my God. Where'd you go I feel like I'm guessing she'll do Gemma Collins, though. Maybe. She does give me Gemma Collins. But I'm really excited. I'm really excited for her. I'm excited. All right, Uma, hold it. Okay, we'll be discussing the next six queens after this gorgeous ad break. We'll be back in just a mo. Okay. Okay, Umar, let's get serious for a second. Here in the UK, our trans siblings and marginalised communities are facing severe attacks in the right-wing press. I know, I'm just sick of seeing this. The lies, the hate, the spill, it all just has to stop. Exactly. Media Watch is a new six-part Gay Times original podcast series that dissects, analyses and critiques the way LGBTQ plus issues are reported on in the mainstream media. And calls out that bullshit. So if you're scared to dabble in politics, don't worry. This podcast will teach you a thing or two. Speak it, Umar. Speak it. Each episode, host Shah Miyasani is joined by a special guest to look at the ways the press use misinformation to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people. 
If you want to explore the truth behind the headlines, subscribe and listen to Media Watch now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You better click on that link. (laughs) And we're back. Let's dive right on in. So we've got the 19-year-old Crystal Versace. She is season three's self-described sex goddess. She describes herself as feminine, glam, super fierce, the ultimate moment. And she's from Kent. She's from Kent. So I asked her about her style of drag, and this is what she had to say. I'm really excited for you to hear this. I'm really excited. So she said this. My style of drag, I just do what I want. Like, I just do whatever makes me happy. It makes me feel like like I'm in the fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very fierce. It's very, like, polished. It's very... um, it's very hyper feminine, my drag, mm-hmm. um, because it makes me feel hyper weight. It makes me feel like I'm living in like this armor, you know? And I think as soon as you like find what makes you feel that like fire, that spark, that's like your drag, you know? I just want to be able to inspire people because I was always so inspired watching Drag Race and watching the girls mm-hmm. up there. So being 19 and doing this, I want to be like, I can do it, so mm. can you, you know? Like, I want to be able to inspire people who are starting drag, who don't really know what they want to do in life because I didn't know what I wanted. When, when I was in school, I was like, I don't I don't want to, fo- like, follow this, like, mm. path that's set. You know, that wasn't me. It was like, I don't know what to do. And then this came along, and now I'm doing it. So I just want to make people feel like, this is an option for you. You can do it. Don't worry, you know? Oh, Christopher Versace. I've noticed Crystal on the Instagram. I think a lot of the season two queens have kind of adopted Crystal under their wings. I think she toured with a horror, a fan favorite for gay times. We love a horror. (laughs) Um, So I'm interested to see what we can expect from Crystal. I think this is the thing with fashion queens, right? You can be glam, hyper femme, look the part, but it's the challenges, the comedy, it's the... Snatch games, improvisation. Uh, she can dance. I think she can perform. Yeah, I've yeah. seen her TikToks. She has the chops. But um, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think at this stage as well, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I don't want just a fashion queen. No, I want them to be multifaceted. I want them to be a triple. I want them to be a triple motherfucking threat. I, I want the yeah. looks, but I want everything else. And I think Crystal's going to give that. Yeah, I, I mean- think she's got it in her. So I'm excited to see... Young, glamazon yeah. energy, but let's not carry out. I mean, look at Violet Chachki, Aquaria, Gigi Good, all oh, fashion exactly. queens who completely exceeded our expectations. I also, can I just say, nineteen years old, I nineteen do that. years old. When I was nineteen, I was looking under my bed for spare pennies for my dominoes. Well, I mean, she's I'm... she's spending the pennies on yeah. designer, honey. I, mean, um, I think also with I think when you're younger, I think sometimes it is an advantage because you're moldable. Exactly. And you're eager to please. Like if Michelle comes at you and being like, change the wig, change the boots, you're going to do it. So I'm really excited to see what Crystal has to offer. Yeah. And to intro this next queen, can you just sing any Hannah Montana song for me? Just do it. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. I don't know. Nobody's perfect. We all gotta work it and get it again until we get it right. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. We got the best of both worlds. Oh, a medley. Ice cream freeze. 
It's all about, okay, okay, all okay, about okay. the clouds. Okay, okay, okay. You can, you can stop. You can stop. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for doing that, Uma. Oh, why did I'm, you ask me to do that? Well, I didn't want the whole motherfucking song. No, <laughs> I gave you a tour. <laughs> I gave you a medley. I am pretty sure that once this podcast gets out, that that song is going to skyrocket to number one on iTunes. So Billboard. Yeah, Billboard Hot Billboard. 100. Yeah. Number one's coming for you. The reason I did that is because River Medway, our next queen, she's a massive Mon- Hannah Montana fan. Okay. She was inspired by the transformation of it all, and that's why she's a drag queen today. Well, we'll hit the clip, but she's only 22, so... She was watching reruns, honey. She was watching the reruns. Yeah. The reruns. Just because we were watching it when it aired doesn't mean people can't watch it afterwards. Yeah, but we went for the emotions of the final scene when she's like, when she looks into the mirror. <laughs> yeah, okay. When she does the last, whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, who remembers that so fabulous life, sweet Zack and Cody crossover? Don't, don't. Ah! That was the original Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> Okay, that was okay. too much. Okay, let's box yeah, that. Let, let's, let's, just listen to, <laughs> let's just listen to what River Medway has to say, okay? We can do a Hannah Montana podcast another day. I want people like me who are maybe from a small town where you think nothing happens, where you think, I need to get out of this town if I want to be somebody. Mm. You know, marginalised groups. Like, I'm mixed race working class, queer person. Like, I want people to see themselves in me because... I was always looking for somebody to look up to mm-hmm. for inspiration. And I've realised now that I've become that person for other people. Yeah. And that's like so important to me, this whole mm-hmm. experience. It's like, you know, all the glitz and the glam, but I just want people to see me doing well and by being myself. I'm not trying to be anyone else. And that's mm-hmm. what is my success now. And I just want everybody to see that. I want to be the person that I was looking for when I was younger. Oh, that's really gorgeous. I think there's a sweetness to River which I really see and representing, again, POCs, people from different backgrounds that we haven't seen on the UK show, which I think is really important. And I'm also loving her primer look. Yeah. Very Um, elevated. Yeah, and she's another musical theatre queen. She's aiming to conquer one of Drag Race's staple challenges, the all-singing, all-dancing rusical. So she's going to have some competition. Oh, God, Veronica is... Shaking. 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 Okay, let's go on to the Danny Dyer of drag. Danny Dyer, hmm? Scarlet Harlot. She describes herself as proper mouthy, cheeky cockney, like Danny Dyer. Uh, she is 26 years old. She is from East London. And ultimately, she just wants to make people laugh. And isn't that what we're here for, Umar? Yeah, you can make me laugh, but I want you to make me gap. I want you to make me choke. <laughs> <laughs> So I asked her... that dangly thing in the back of my throat, mama. No joking. So I asked Scarlett what we can expect from her on season three, and here is what she had to say. I think you need to listen to this one, okay? My name is Scarlett Harlett. Mm-hmm. I am 27 years old. I am the Danny Dyer of drag, the bloke, not his daughter. <laughs> but I guess I look like the daughter, but I sound like the bloke. Um, <laughs> I'm the queen of the East End. And also my kind of drag is, as I said, I like to look really girly. But also, you know, I think a, a misconception about me is that because I look really girly, that I am, maybe am like a look queen or whatever. But that, that is the total opposite of what I am. I I like to have fun. I'm more like a, I'm a cabaret queen. So I sing live and I tell jokes and, I, I you know, uh, I like to do all of that. So I think a lot of people wouldn't know that about me. They probably see me and think, oh, she's like a... You know, fierce mama slay, death drop, <laughs> and all that. But that's just, that's not me. You know, I'm 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 
I'm very uh, East London, very down to earth, and I, and I like to have a laugh. And I, and so yeah, that's what I want people to know about my character. Yeah, I'm here to f shit up. Yeah, so she's here to fuck shit up. Do you think oh, she's gonna? Mama. Do you think she's gonna live up to that promise? Uh, maybe, but also Queen of the East Stand. I mean, Bimini Bamboolash. Bimini Bamboolash. But I'll watch her back. No, I'm joking. There's room for every queen in every region. I think Scarlett Harlow, I'm interested to see what she can add. If she thinks she's more than a look queen, that's great. But then she also said to me, she has no style and she can't dance to save her life. So I'm really interested to see what she can bring. Maybe okay. comedy. I'm excited. She's, she's going to bring desperation and... Proper East London behaviour. But the thing is... You don't need all of that. If you've got the freaking charisma, uniqueness, and likability factor, you'll go far. Look at Tia Coffee. That was so rude. That was a drag. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I'm joking. We love Tia Coffee. But really yeah, Scarlet Harlow, at this stage, let her show me what she got. Show me what you got. Yeah. Now it's time for South London with Vanity Milan. She is the Powerpuff Girl of season three because she says her recipe is sugar spice and everything nice. Ooh. These are the ingredients chosen. <laughs> I love that. It's great. The oh my God, that's, I love that. I know, I know. She says she's a, a nice diva, all right? She's a nice diva serving unapologetic blackness. She's sophisticated, she's sexy, and she's savage. Get this, she's only been doing drag for a bloody year. Yeah. Sam, cut the cut. Cut all your dead ass. I want to see what Vanity had to say, so run the tape. Okay. My style of drag is very fierce. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell you that. It's very unapologetic as well. It is very sexy. It's full on. It's a performance. Mm -hmm. You ever seen like the Beyonce experience? Yeah, it's an experience. You're going to get the Vanity Milan experience. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, I'll take you through the, I'll take you through the paces. Probably you'll look at me and be like, oh God, I'm tired after watching that performance. And there's me backstage <laughs> holding on to the wall with heavy breathing. So it's definitely an experience. And my style of drag, it's forever evolving, forever changing. Because I think in drag, you can never say, look, I'm at this point in my drag career where I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. As in like, I've, I've reached my final level. Because, you know, drag is forever changing. Mm -hmm. So I like to think that I'm a chameleon in drag and I can do anything. I'm really excited for Vanity. I think for one year of drag, looks polish the house, polish the house and the furniture. She is giving me very classic glamour, but with that kind of quirky contemporary edge. And also there's been a lot of talk about Vanity being the only black queen this season, which obviously we are not, Happy with. We're not happy with it. Let's be honest. Diversity, it makes the fundamental basis of the UK. Whether that's race or geographically, there's no Scottish queens. I don't mean there's a Welsh queen. I don't mean there's a Northern Ireland queen. I might be wrong. There's a lot of queens from bloody Lancashire. Like, Lancashire. what's special about and, Lancashire? And the thing is, I do agree with COVID, bringing in restrictions, and that's why they're mostly England. Based. But I do think the conversation has to be had. Like, I hope she goes far and represents the community. But I think the show as a whole needs to do better. Yeah. Needs to do better. And also, there's a lot of pressure on Vanity's shoulders as well. So I hope we're giving Vanity love and support and 
I'm rooting for her. Yeah, I... I Bring I, it home to South London. Yeah, I mean, I know... I, I, this sounds mean, but I want to see her lip sync. Not that I want her to be in the bottom two, but I'm excited to see her pull out all the tricks, the splits, the flips, you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, look at the Simone in season 13. Sometimes the, the lip... Is her name the Simone? Simone. Simone. The Ebony Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Sometimes lip syncing more than once is actually what makes you a fan favourite, Mama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we love Vanity. All right, okay. Next up, we have two history-making queens. So the first one, let's start with Veronica Green. Oh, that's a name that's quite familiar. Yep, Drag Race UK Season 2, Rusical Champion is back for another round. Due to COVID's rude interruption, halfway through the season, she was eliminated. But now she's back, Eureka style. Do you think that she's going to come back with a vengeance? I don't know. I think it could go either way. I think with Veronica, her season, she did not hold back. She was not scared of anyone. And I think in season two, she was just, she was at the point of revving up and giving us a Veronica Green experience. So that's what I want to see in season three. Mm. Her fully given the experience. Yeah. And this interview I did with her was very different to the other girls because the other girls, it was, you know, where, how do you start drag? Describe your style of drag, but we know that for Veronica. So I asked her if she thinks she has an advantage or disadvantage coming into the workroom as a previous contestant. And here is what she had to say to me. Oh, well, I mean, it's a balance because there are some aspects where I do have an advantage. Having a challenge win this certainly gives me um, a bit of a reputation, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say it gives me an advantage because who knows if there's going to be a rusical or mm-hmm. a, another singing challenge. You know, the things that I'm really, really strong at, you never know when they're going to crop up in the competition. But the, the things that I did have an advantage with was knowing how the system works and how to play the game, mm. so to speak. So just having that sort of prior knowledge of how the show runs, the inner workings, the cogs, so to speak, Mm. I had an advantage there. But the disadvantage is that I had were the fact that being a working class person, having zero income Mm -hmm. over the pandemic for the last year and, and a half meant that having to pay for two seasons of Drag Race was nearly impossible. Yeah. And I had to, I had to pull looks out of my ass see this is a behind the scenes side that we don't often hear about in terms of the money and funding the drag and she's right it's a whole new season with a whole new theme so the drag she invested in in season two might not work for season three and also covid put everyone out of work in the drag community i think it's one of those things where obviously it's never been done before in terms of like, you've got an open invitation to the next season, but could she have been like, guys, like, pause, I want to come back for season four. Like, we don't know what's going on, but hopefully if the drag we saw in season two is anything to go by, I think she will have a lot in her wheelhouse to put forward on the runway. Yeah. At least when like Shangela and Vanjie and Cynthia Lee Fontaine and Eureka came back, they had more time to prepare because it was a year after their original stint this has been minutes since season two and we're in the middle of the pandemic so this poor poor veronica she's really had to do the damn thing with this i agree and also 
I think in terms of waiting time, Eureka and Banji, they had must up ban fandom support. They could tour, they could build a campaign around them. So by the time they came back, a whole year after, it was like a gag. I mean, Veronica was literally on our TVs in January. Now she's back on our TV in September. Yeah, it was minutes ago. It was literally minutes ago. It was yesterday. But I'm excited to see Veronica because I do love the Lancastrian rogues. (laughs) Yeah, well... Well, there's two Lancaster people. Oh my God, Lancaster represents... Lancashire. What is it? What Lancashire. What's the difference between Lancaster and Lancashire? I don't know. But it's Lancashire. Okay, well... Yeah. But, well, Victoria's going to be making history no matter what she does this season. It's the first queen to appear on two British seasons as a contestant. It's, it's major. And now we've got another history-making queen in the form of Victoria Scone, the first ever cisgender woman to compete on the RuPaul's Drag Race, and that includes every single iteration of them. And she is a Cardiff queen. We do have some Welsh representation. We do, we do. I apologies, apologies. Yeah. Okay, so what did Victoria spread on her scone in that? Con- do you know what? I'm trying to find a pan <laughs> in here. I'm trying to find a tea time. Scone, spread the butter on the scone pan, but I just cannot grasp it. So what the hell did she say? Run the day. I think more importantly, it's going to be the viewers at home and more, most importantly, sort of event bookers and people that put on drag, people that go and watch drag. Mm-hmm. Hopefully people will start to employ and put on more diverse lineups. That's basically the goal here. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we're missing out. We're missing out on such a diverse, delicious lineup. You know, yeah. it, uh, I, I, I do love traditional drag, but, you know, sometimes it does get very samey and we, we, can, we can enjoy that kind of diverse, uh, that uh, traditional drag that I love so much, but we can have all these different types of drag as well. You know, drag things, drag things, mm-hmm. people that have, thought of something that you would never have thought of before and you know yeah. people go up, you know if you want to go to a show you want to see a certain thing you don't know what you want to go and see mm-hmm. you don't know until you've seen it whether you like it or not you know you once you're sat down you've got a prosecco in hand you're watching a show you're mm-hmm. gonna you want to see something new something that's gonna tickle your senses and something you've never seen before yeah yeah we're bringing we're gonna fucking take over the world oh i said fuck. <laughs> that's fine i can say fuck <laughs> I agree with this because when you did the fabulous Amplify cover reveal of all of these interviews and stuff, there was backlash of like, and usually all the backlash of people saying that a cis woman or anything that's not a gay man going into drag, anything that steps outside that boundary, anyone can cover fast that is saying that's not drag. I mean, Mama, do you even know? The origins of drag. Mm-hmm. The whole point of drag is transformation. It's a community. It's putting the middle finger up to any restraint or boundary of societal norms. And I feel like I'm here for this gone. Yeah. I mean, it's 2021 and we're still telling, well, we're not obviously telling, but people are still telling women they can't work alongside men. Do you, exactly. Like... Do you hear yourself? When people criticize transgender women or women or, you know, it's just, it's 2021. It's, it's misogyny it. and we need to, not to get dark, but we need to realize just because the community is gay and fat, it doesn't mean misogyny doesn't run rife like a rabid dog in the community. <clears throat> so I think anyone that's trying to discount Victoria's drag, they better deal with me. And also I like the point about bookings we spoke about this all throughout season 
to Drag Race where the bookings of the queens really affected their livelihood. That's the thing. She's got the Drag Race tattoo stamped on the posters now. So she will get the bookings, like you said. But it's other forms of drag. Like, I don't care if the G-A-Y heaven stage or whatever bars or clubs are in Newcastle, Manchester. I don't care if the demographic is Twinkie, gay white man open your doors to new types of drag and then you'll get new type of customers and it becomes more of a diverse community no shade to the twinkie white gays but but shade to but the shade gays. to them all that was lovely that was lovely yeah no i'm really excited victoria she's camp she's she blends the traditional and the modern and i'm really excited to see what she does i mean this is going to open so many doors for all different types of performers around yeah, the country she's fab yeah and if you go to any bloody drag club in london you're gonna see a diverse lineup and now it's gonna be on the main stage of rupaul's drag race and it's about motherfucking time 100 percent. Yeah. okay Uma, we've gone through all 12 queens I'm right exhausted. and i want you to give me one name of someone you think is going to do incredibly well this season who you're really excited to see i want one motherfucking name all right can i, I have two no 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 i want one <gasps> can i have two okay i would say all in all, for me, looking at your fabulous audio clips from your fabulous interview, my eye is on Kitty Scott Claus. Yeah. She made me laugh the most. And if that interview is enough to go by, I want more. Yeah. For me, out of all of these queens, I'm really excited for Treats and May. Ooh. She, she just really captured me sat in that him-inspired outfit. And the Spanish mixed with Newcastle? Come on. Come on, Axel. Excited, excited, excited. I agree. I think, I mean, do you know what? I think the lineup is pretty fierce. Yeah. The lineup is pretty fierce. It could be more diverse, but I think on the whole, we're in for a ride. Yeah. Well, next week, Umar and I will discuss the first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3. And we will be chatting with the first eliminated queen. <gasps> that, ah, this is a gag. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, Umar, sing us out. Sing us out with... Let's do Bing Bang Bong, shall we? <laughs> so you are a fan of the Bing... Okay, okay. Let's be honest. I am a fan of Bing Bang Bong. But let's leave it in the season two. Just give me a Bing Bang okay. Bong anyway. Uh, Bing Bang Bong. Ding, ding, dong. Lovely, lovely. Sing, sing, <laughs> you can. Bye. Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ plus news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening. <laughs>